She said, Let, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Not to be too silly, but uh, today you get two sermons for the price of one. Unless, of course, you'd like to put double in the plate, which, you know, is appropriate when you get two sermons. Go ahead, say it. Well, what if we don't like it? If you don't like any of the sermons, then I guess you don't have to put anything in the plate. That's what she said at the 930. Real nice. Okay. Not helpful. I thought you were on the payroll right here. The truth is, I actually do want to preach two homilies today. The first one is on the gospel. The second one is on Lent in general. You see this, this remarkable thing, and, and honestly, it, it, looks, it looks rough. Jesus goes to Tyre and Sidon. These are two coastal cities. Now, if you know anything about the Jews, you know that they're not exactly a seafaring people. All right? Jonah is their most famous sailor. All right? To this day, I don't think the country has much of a navy. I mean, they're just not a seafaring people. Phoenicians, they go around the ocean. Okay? But not the Jews. And so we're out here on the coast, and it is, as you would expect, a coast, coastal towns filled with Gentiles. What would you expect to find? <laughs> Except the Canaanite woman chasing after you saying, heal my daughter. Now, I mean, the truth of the matter was, is that salvation was first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. The Apostle Paul tells us that in that Romans 1.16, the book of Romans. It couldn't get a more Gentile name than that. And he says, the salvation is first for the Jew, and then for the Gentile. And the fact of the matter was, is that you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were the chosen people on there. What issued out of their loins was the Jewish nation, the Hebrews of the Old Testament. And, you know, Jesus was a Jew. Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, is a Jewess. Make no mistake about that. That's the fact of the matter. And as a matter of fact, later on when it's not going so well and, you know, they've, they've really reached all the Jews that they can seem to reach in this generation... Paul says, well, you know, the Gentiles are coming so that, you know, the Jews might be made jealous and come to salvation, you know, because they see the, you know, the benefits of it from the Gentiles. They might be made jealous by, by their salvation. But the fact of the matter was, is that the salvation was for the Jew first and then the Gentile. And this is a remarkable statement from her. Because he basically calls her a dog. And she says, yes. But even the dogs eat the crumbs. Now let's just think about our prayers for a second. What is a, what is a typical prayer of a Christian consist of? Oh God, I need this, give me this, so forth and so on. If it wasn't for the book of common prayer, I don't think we would ever do any confession or adoration or any of the other parts of prayer. Thanksgiving. It would just all be supplication, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. Right? Oh, God, give me, please. And what if you heard a voice from heaven saying, no, I don't think so, because you're worthless. You're not really worthy of it. 
Would you say, yeah, I know I'm dirt, but, you know, even the dirt needs some help every once in a while? That's what this lady said. Wow. The humility. And that's the point. The humility of this woman. She's a person. A human being. Yeah, she's not a Jew. None of us deserve any of our supplications, any of the things we ask for. Look at the humility that she comes to God with. That's the homily. Now, I have yet to preach on Lent. Father Wesley didn't let me preach on on Ash Wednesday as he did last year. Anyway. Nor did I preach last Sunday. So here we are in the second Sunday of Lent and I finally got you. Because you know, Father Dave loves nothing better than a good fast. All you people stop eating. See you next week. Amen. All right. So, yeah. You know, the fast has a lot. You know, the, the, the Glinton fast is a big thing. Do you know that the church has never prescribed a fast to anyone over the age of 59? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, I'm just a few months away, you know. And a lot of folks out there, you made it. You're across the line. No fasting for you. You're good to go. Ask yourself the question, Why? You don't need to hurt your body after the age of 59. It just hurts on its own. (laughs) But it does. It does. And that's the gentle landing, really, of life. Listen to me. That is the gentle landing of life. The world does grow dim as you get older in the decrepitude of your physical body and age. Glory be to God. That's a good thing. Pleasures of this world cloud out the spiritual life. They suppress those things that are true and holy because holiness is happiness. Not pleasure. Friends, you can find pleasure all over the place. Pleasure is everywhere. That's not holiness. I preached this to my group at Brightview, which, I mean, I've got them from, well, I don't know, the youngest is maybe like 83, and the oldest is 103. Yeah, 103. You think you're old? You're not old. I got a 103-year-old down the road, okay? Not old yet. But what do you what do you what do you do with that? What do you what do you do with that 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 pain and suffering, that fasting if you're younger, by the way, if you're younger, still fast. We'll talk about that if you want to talk about that, but that's still something to do, no doubt. If you're, there's, a, there's a man in this church. I have known him since 1993, I guess. Yeah. And um He's a good guy, dear to my heart, military guy. We have a lot, some stuff in common. And um, he got a diagnosis a little while back, multiple myeloma. 
That's a death sentence in case you're not familiar with the disease. I went to his house. It's weird. It comes at me at different times during this, this talk. You know, sometimes I'm fine during that point, and then later on it grabs me. Anyway, um, and, um, you, know, you know, what do you say? There's no words they give you in seminary, I can tell you that. But I brought him that scripture, Colossians 1.24. And it's, it's an odd passage. One that's avoided by many because of its, its uh, unusual. Galatians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's how you remember the GE Power Company. There you go. There you go. We learned something. Okay. So 124, Colossians 124. Paul, in prison, miserable. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, that is the church. He is Paul uniting his sufferings to the sufferings of Christ for the benefit of others. In this particular instance, the, the people in, in, in Colossae. And I told, I told this guy that. <laughs> um, I said, you know, you need to unite your sufferings to the sufferings of Christ. That they might sanctify you. you got seven kids, so they might sanctify your children. Or your grandchildren. Or whoever you'd like to apply it to. In this particular instance, Paul applied it to the church of Colossae. His beatings and starvation and whatever else he was going through. He would say, Jesus, take this and give it to them. And he talk, we talked about this, and, and I gave him some idea about a composition for a prayer where might he, he might do this, he might take his sufferings and unite it to the sufferings of Christ. And this is what he came back to me with, with a little help from Father Wesley, the first part of his Father Wesley's actually. At least that's what he told me. Did you hear that? Yes. Okay. From the Orthodox, right. Well, it's the Jesus prayer. Right? And it goes like this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Sanctify me through my pain and affliction. Unite my sufferings with thine, that I might be perfected in faith, hope, and charity. Every time you feel a pain, a weakness, a sadness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.